Welcome to Crazy Crimes with Kara. I'm your host, Kara, and we'll be diving into a world of people who have their own brand of crazy. Serial killers, regular murderers, disappearances, unsolved mysteries, and maybe even some odd sightings of make-believe creatures. Or are they? Buckle up, buttercup. It's about to be one hell of a ride. Uh, California. Heaven's Gate. Well, you know. My shit. Bullshit. I don't, for real, I don't know That motherfucker looked like a crackhead, that's what you know. Oh, yeah, the one that won the new car? (laughs) No, 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 the one I showed you a picture of. The Applebee dude. Applebee. Oh. Not Applebee's. Well, I'm hungry, his, apparently. Yeah, I showed you this no, picture. No, all I saw was the article, the thing at the top of the... Oh, fuck. Yeah, no. I thought you saw his fucking picture. See, yeah, is that... That's Apple White. I wanted to call him Applebee, but apparently okay. I'm just hungry. So, this is going to sound fucked up, but I thought that was the other guy. Jim Jones? Yes. No. We're so not which one, which one's about which one's all about the Nike shoes? Is it this this guy? is okay. this guy. Okay, yeah, so the I Nike, do know something about this. This this is Jim Jones. He looked like fucking Elvis. Other dude just looks like a crackhead. Well, it looks like a wannabe Elvis. You know, he looks like a younger version of the guy that played Darth Vader. It's weird. Uh, okay. Not did the voice for Darth Vader, but the one that just died like a few days ago. Yeah. No. Like this is. Yeah. How about that? Okay. I'm gonna show you the picture. <laughs> I already had to say not. Because Joe's a freaking. Star Wars fan. Well, I mean, I like Star Wars too. But. Star Wars. We went from Heaven's Gate to Star Wars. I mean, I guess it's close enough. UFOs, dude. Heaven. Yeah, here we go. Space. space. We're going into space. It's fine. No. No. Okay. Oh, well, that's the guy who played Darth Vader. Okay, well. That's well, Chewbacca. Okay. I guess you well, can probably guess who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, right. So we got Marshall Applewhite um, and Bonnie Nettles. Right. Okay. These are from the two. Area? These are the two people. This is the only where that... I've heard Nettles before. I know, right? right? No. Um. I don't know where they started at. Uh, Texas. She. He worked in human uh, at the University of Saint Thomas in Houston and. She apparently just lived in Houston. Heard's a good place. Everybody from California is moving to Texas. Yeah, That's well, in... everybody from Texas apparently wants to go to California and start a cult. So, what, back then or now? Maybe now, too. No, I, I don't doubt fucking it. know. I doubt it. Maybe they want to go join the Church of Scientology. That's a fucking cult. It's fine. Tom Cruise, man. It's <laughs> like those people trying to meth all the time, man. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, homeboy. With, that looks like a crackhead. He was apparently the son of a Presbyterian minister who was a former soldier. And so he was like all into this Bible shit. Like he's like hardcore Bible thumper. Great. But he got fired from the University of Texas for allegations of fucking around with a male student. And then this Bonnie Nettles lady, she's at the end of her divorce and she's got a kid and whatever. And according to what he wrote in a journal, The two met in a hospital where she worked while he was visiting a sick friend there. Um, It's been rumored that it was a psychiatric ward. Nobody knows for sure. Just rumors. So I'm not trying to cut you off, but I can ask you a question. Yeah. So the guy that you showed, the whitehead or whatever his name, Applewood. Yeah. Smoke bacon, whatever. (laughs) Okay. 
He is the leader, right? Yes. So what's what, no? They they are the leaders together. together. Okay. So what's the ratio like male to female? I don't fucking know. There are still two active members. Like, right. do you want to join? No, I was just curious <laughs> because you said that he got fired. You know, because of allegations of him. He got fired from his student. job. Yeah. At that before school before he in, started this. Yeah, but this thing. was in the early 1970s. Yeah, well, I was just curious. Like, maybe like. Him getting fired like triggered something, you know. That he's a fag. Well, no, we already established that. Okay. <laughs> That's why I was curious. But I mean, he hooks up with this lady, so maybe uh, he's not. Well, I didn't let you finish. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. So, I mean, like, she's at the end of the, her divorce and she's like Bible thumping, and this man shows up and he's Bible thumping, and everybody's Bible thumping. So maybe it led to humping. I don't know. Humping? Yeah. You don't even have to say humping. <laughs> I don't know what, what it's going to be. Adam and Eve. Uh, yeah, well, you're Steve, so you could be Adam and Steve. <laughs> no, that's you and your brother. It's right. fine. <laughs> All right, keep going. Okay, so he later says that he felt as though he had known this lady for a really, really long time, and concluded that they had met in a past life. So they have this instant connection. They move around in a bunch of different places, preaching all kinds of stuff, and then he's like, "Well." Let's go in a different direction because they both have an obsession with like astrology and there's a possibility of aliens and blah, blah, blah. So people didn't really like these ideas in the seventies. They don't, right. they're not like aliens is real. I mean, when did Roswell shit happen? Like the fifties? Yeah. Well, so, uh, was it fifties or the late forties? No, it was the fifties. I don't know. You, I, I got you tripping now. No, I'm, I need to stay focused. <laughs> sad I'm, note. Yes. Sad stories. Yeah. It's fine. Um, well, they're going through all of this. So he and her eventually resolved to contact extraterrestrials. So now they're going to have conversations with fucking aliens in the 70s. Didn't we send something to space in the 80s to try and talk to people that lived in the outer space? Something like that gold disc or whatever. Yeah, something that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Pixels movie now. Mm-hmm. I can't. That movie's cool as fuck. Well. <laughs> I like Was it the 80s? I don't know. I remember seeing something about it. They shipped something into space that had like a bunch of things from that year. I don't know. It was like a time capsule for outer space that probably nobody's ever going to find. Yeah. We keep getting sidetracked. No, yep. 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 <laughs> so. <clears throat> They contact this, and then they go out and look for like-minded followers to right. to build on their beliefs to <laughs> basically make a church. So they publish advertisements for meetings in various newspapers and whatever else they could find, magazines, so on and so forth. And whoever went and attended these meetings and were actually recruited as what they called disciples – they referred to them as the crew. So they, they've got a crew. They work backstage. It's fine. You know, deal with all the groupies, whatever. So at the all of these events, they are basically saying that they represent beings from another planet called the next level. The beings are called the next level? The planet is called the next level. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it could be both. Well, I mean... What would you call people from Earth besides humans? I mean, I call some of them trash. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so 
these participants sought this kind of experimentation for their religious beliefs as everybody probably does. Um, at least it's not the flying spaghetti monster. That's all I got to say about that one. Um, but they, (laughs) they stated the, the people who agreed to take part in this experiment to go to the next level would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. So of course the next level is going to be a higher level. I mean, would it not be a higher level? I mean, I mean, unless you're, you're trying to go downstairs, that's not fun. So I mean, Um, like convincing them I mean, maybe not even convincing them. I mean, maybe they're already like into it, but a higher level, like when they get to the next level, or is like, there is there another level after that? Or I don't know. Yeah. Is it like is it like Candy Crush and the, it never ends? Never played it. I don't know. I don't know if I can know either. Apparently, somebody beat it after like four years. That's probably my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in 1975, during a group meeting with 80 people. Um, and some dude name, or I'm sorry, it's a woman, uh, Joan Culpepper. It's her studio city home. They shared a simultaneous revelation that they had been told that they were the two witnesses written into the Bible story of the end of times. So they're basically like, this is the apocalypse. It's coming now. Right. And they're supposed to be the two witnesses. Um, I honestly don't remember that story from the Bible. I don't remember what it, I know. There's the seven signs and mm-hmm. so on and, and so forth. But yeah, that. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the whole actual story. It's been many, many years since my papa decided to teach all that shit to a, anybody. Right. And I don't yeah. really want to hear about it. My nanny had a movie called Seven Signs that scared the piss out of me when For I was real? like eight years old. There's it was a movie terrifying. Sure, that was awesome. Well, I mean, it was it was absolutely terrifying to eight year old me, and <laughs> shit one. blowing up and falling down. I was like, "We're gonna die!" <laughs> so you know. Uh, so later in 1975, the crew assembled at a hotel in Waldport, Oregon. They sold everything they owned, all their worldly possessions, and said goodbye to all their loved ones. And then they just kind of vanished from the hotel and from the public. So nobody had seen them. Nobody had heard them. There was nothing. And then that night on the CBS News, Walter Cronkite reported that the group had disappeared in one of the first national reports on the developing religious group. And it says, I quote, a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply have been taken. So in just in reality, they had arranged for the group to go underground from that point forward. Um, but, they, I mean, they made national news because this religious group vanished. Hmm. Making other people believe that aliens had actually come and picked them up. Yeah, right. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, because I'm sure, you know, there's I mean, people great, out there that have already heard them. Like, great talking, fucking like, publicity. We're going to the, you know, the next <laughs> level. <laughs> great fucking publicity for them, though. I mean, that right. apparently attracted a lot of people to them. So, you know... Um, but Applewood and Nettles used a bunch of different aliases over the years. They went by Bo and Peep. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but their main one was Doe and T, like Faso Lati Doe kind of thing. So he actually is referred to as Father Doe in this group, like consistently. They call him Father I think, Doe. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. And they also renamed the group multiple times. So yeah, I was going to actually ask that. Yeah. Was- 
So the end result was Heaven's Gate. Um, but it was also known as Human Individual Metamorphosis, or HIM. That's not sexist or anything. Um, and then they had a, a bunch of different recruiting methods. But Applewhite actually believed that he was directly related to Jesus, meaning that he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. I just want to know what kind of drugs that they were using. <laughs> Man, I like, I mean, I'm related to Jesus. Right. Well, where do you get that from? I don't know, man. When did this all start? In the 80s, 70s? 70s, early 70s. Okay, so DMT was a big thing. Like, that's when it what first started. What is DMT? Dimethyltryptamine. Oh. Okay, so it's, it is a chemical that is released when you're born and when you die. It's like... When you die, it's the, the you light see the you light, see yeah, the and all your memories flash. Yeah. yeah, so like it, whenever you use People's it, it takes you to like an alternate, alternate reality. You uh, know? Okay. Yeah, they do synthesize it. Okay. Does it still exist? Can I have some? <laughs> it does still exist, and I may know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. No. Uh, I don't want to be related to Jesus. It's fine. Um. So he's. Through all of this, dude's writing in journals. All these journals, apparently, somebody has. I think it's police officers at this point. But, so, they've got combined aspects of millennialism. And I'm not sure how to say this. Gnosticism with a G? Um, you got me. Yeah, I think it's Gnosticism. Gnosticism? I don't fucking know. Mm. Uh, and then science fiction compiled into those things. So, like science fiction, like movies. Yeah, books, yeah. Like Close Encounters of the Aliens, Third Kind. Aliens, aliens. Yeah, show. fucking aliens. Um, but he said that he was the present representative of Christ on Earth. So apparently, he believed Jesus was an alien. Right. Which is fine. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe that. I mean, for real. <clears throat> so these two taught during their religious movements, early beginning, that. Applewhite's bodily vehicle was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. Likewise, Nettles was present as God the Father. <laughs> right. You, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So they had all these different recruitment methods. They toured all across the United States in um, destitution. So they are just basically camping. Right. Um, they proclaim the, the gospel of higher level metamorphosis and the deceit of humans by false God spirits envelopment with sunlight for meditative healing and the divinity of the UFO two, which was apple white and nettles, the UFO two, because they're the two witnesses at the end of times, blah, blah, blah. So all through the late 70s and 80s, their belief system developed around those two people. Whatever they said went. And here's the fucked up thing about like all of their followers. They're all educated. They all have college degrees, even in the 70s. They vary in ages from, you know, 21 all the way up into the 80s and 90s. And they do develop a literal cult following all the way across the United States. So then the 90s happen. And this motherfucker starts coding websites and creating websites. 
he is the first person who actually developed a cult following using the internet, which is a little bit later. But uh, that one, that one kind of blows my mind that somebody like he was making money off the donations. These people were sending because they couldn't come to California. Right. So it's, it's pretty well. Um, so sociologists agree that this popular movement of alternative religious experience and individualism found in collective spiritual experiences during that period helped contribute to the growth of the new religious movement called Sheilaism. Sheilaism. <laughs> yeah, as it became known. Um, so that's a way for people to merge their diverse religious backgrounds um, around a shared generalized faith. So, you know, like Southern Baptist and a Catholic, that's the best I can do. Right. I mean, we hang out with people. I don't hang out with anybody that believes in the flying spaghetti monster, but. Yeah, I've never heard of that one before. You really haven't? No, I have not. We'll get into that. That's why I, that's why I said side note. <laughs> okay. The flying spaghetti monster religion, I actually learned about in my religion class like when, religion? I, when I was in college. Yeah. Um. It is like a really, really small following, I think. But it it was like so profound in that moment that people like these are the people that wear colanders on their heads. Like <laughs> they, they are wild. Um, so it's called pasta foreignism. I don't fucking know. You can see the word. Yeah. But they it's the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So and I don't know. They why. they redid, you know, the Michelangelo's ceiling for the fucking flying spaghetti monster with his two gigantic ass meatballs. Do you uh, fucking see I this shit? See well, you know, when whenever you say that, the first thing that pops in my mind is like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like some people like put Spaghetti noodles through hot dogs and boil them. Fuck yeah, I've seen know. that. It, it disturbs me mind. greatly. Yeah. Um, so the first time the flying spaghetti monster was first described was in a satirical open letter written by Bobby Henderson in 2005 to protest the Kansas State Board of Education decision to permit teaching in t- intelligent design as an alternative to evolution in public school science class. So Henderson said that in his letter... Flying Spaghetti Monsterism alongside Intelligent Design and Evolution. After Henderson published the letter on his website, the Flying Spaghetti Monster rapidly became an internet phenomenon and a symbol of opposition to the teaching of intelligent designs in public schools. So basically this was like, if you're going to let me teach intelligent design, so God and evolution, then I'm also going to teach about the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Right. And people took off with it. You know, when I was in high school, they, I think I was a sophomore, maybe a junior, but that's when, like, I'm sure there's always been debate about teaching evolution in school. Oh, yeah. I know when they started teaching it when I was in high school. Not like 50s, but Like, they, yeah, there was a big thing. Like, people would just, like, go sit out in the parking lot and choose not to listen. It was weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cool. Good on them. Right. Do you, Muffin? That's weird. Um, we don't want to learn about the big fucking bang. But yeah, like uh, <clears throat> a, a, apparently he wrote a book in 2006 called The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So if you want to you want to know about the flying spaghetti monster, definitely fucking check that out. 
but there is an actual church and it is in Polk County, Florida, apparently. So yeah, you can definitely go, go hang out and talk about the flying spaghetti monster in Florida. Florida, you got some fucked up shit going on. Nah, I might check that. <laughs> You're going to go to Florida? No. Oh, okay. I'll Google it. <laughs> You're going to Google it. Okay. So, where was we talking about? Chileism? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's talking about, you know, people that are have Judaism, Catholicism, Evangelic, uh, Christianity, all that. They're all hanging out together and at peace with one another because these motherfuckers are crazy, apparently. And that apparently led to accepting of all beliefs. I mean, it freaked me out, too. I'd be like, sure. Aliens. I, yeah. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. California knows how to party, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Been singing you California knows how to party for like an hour. Uh, so, Applewhite and Nettles crew hailed from all these different backgrounds. So they're black, they're white, they have money, they don't have money, various religious beliefs from the beginning, uh, whatever. But everybody is described as being a longtime truth seeker or spiritual hippies. So people from the hippie movement are really latching onto this, basically. Like you were a flower child and now you are an alien child. I don't fucking know. <laughs> You're a part of the crew backstage with everybody hanging out and doing drugs. Um, many of the same people that are researching all this stuff also say that not all of Applewhite's crew were hippies, but most of them were. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Like, right. you, you're recruiting people that did a lot of LSD. <laughs> I mean, you're you're pretty fucked up. Probably long term, like there's always a, a dragon garden in the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't know. There's a pink elephant in the room. That's alcohol. Is this supposed to be alcohol when you see pink elephants? Is that was that not the joke? You remember Dumbo? Like he gets drunk and he sees all the colorful elephants. I haven't seen that movie in uh, forever. You talking <laughs> talk about the newest one? No, like uh, the cartoon one. Yeah, I don't. Mm, I don't know. Okay, alcohol. Disney Plus, let your children watch well, Dumbo. I mean, I Div- I, well, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Side note. Anyway. I think pink elephants are Dumbo. Dumbo. Alcohol. Whatever. It could be. I think, I think that's what... That before, I think it was like 40s and 50s. They were like, are you looking at pink elephants to ask people if they were drunk or whatever? Um, I wasn't alive. Right. I've just seen a lot of things that are way past my age bracket. Uh, blah, 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 blah. so they recruited somebody really early named John Craig, and he was apparently a really respected Republican running for the Colorado House of Representatives at this time when he joined in 1975. And then the recruitment numbers grew in the pre internet days, they were considered a clan of UFO followers at that point in time. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. Um, All seem to have something in common, which was the need for communal belonging. I don't know at this point if everybody's just fucking each other. I mean, that's how most of them go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure everybody's just kind of messing around. It's like, let's just, you know, build Um, a bonfire out in the woods and all dance around naked. Yeah. Um, So... 
1985, Bonnie Nettles dies. And she had, there's a dispute on this one. She died of cancer, but of what kind is disputed because there's documentaries that say brain cancer and there's documentaries and articles that say liver cancer. So if she died of liver cancer, she was probably an alcoholic. Right. So she was definitely hanging out with the pink elements. She was testing the juice before. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not Kool-Aid. That's Jonesville. Oh, that's right. Um, but that started the big questioning of if we're supposed to be in this certain thing, how could you let one of God's chosen die? Mm-hmm. So it started this huge ordeal. And like people wanted to start to back out and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and this is this is 85. So it's just this big ordeal about should you continue to do what you're doing now, or is it all a lie because he let one die? So one of God's chosen dies. Blah blah blah. They don't have their questions like, you know, if this alien spirit is inside of her, how's her body? going here or whatever so then apple white has to be like well let me let me think and he's basically like oh you don't need your corporeal form so you don't need your body to go to this next level bullshit um he goes on and on about all of that for a while and then that's um how he starts doing the internet stuff later in the early 90s when the internet starts making its way into people's homes and all of that um there it got a lot of media coverage in um 1979 because of a book called messengers of deception i think i've heard of that uh it's uh jacques valise i believe he described it as an unusual public meeting organized by the group, which was not known as Heaven's Gate at that time. Was it still him? Probably. It doesn't say. It just says form, or currently known as Heaven's Gate. Right. Um, and then he expressed concerns within the book about the contacted group's authoritarian, political, and religious outlooks. So... It really didn't escape criticism. Everybody's criticizing every fucking thing about everything. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, no. Obviously, people from the outside are like, no, that's that's definitely not how things should go. So and, they had all this media coverage, yeah. you know, to begin with. So yeah. after, you know, Nettles died, like, was that covered, like, really big by the media? Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. I because they had all these nobody okay so she was actually in a hospital in texas she had left california she went to texas under a different name she didn't even use her actual name i don't know what she used and she at this time had an adult daughter from that marriage that mm. she got divorced from who didn't even know that she had died no. nobody told her Applewhite contacted her like six months later and said that her mom died and they uh cremated her so they get all that kind of media coverage. There's a bunch more. But here's what they believed. You ready for, for the actual yeah, belief yeah, yeah. system? Yep, yep, yep. They believed that the planet Earth would be recycled or wiped clean, rejuvenated, refurbished, like brought back to its original state before humanity. Before the year 2027. So we're getting close. We're getting real close. I guess we'll see. That's scary. <laughs> The only chance for their consciousness 
sometimes can refer to as soul or mind, whatever they're considering their consciousness to be. To survive this was to leave their human bodies at an appointed time. So initially the group had been told that they would be transported with their bro- their bodies aboard a spacecraft that would come to Earth and take the crew to heaven referred to as the next level. So they're basically calling heaven the next level the entire time. So, you know, when she died, they had to be like, oh, well, you don't have to take your body. It's your consciousness that's going. So they had to refine that, fix that, like we said. And then the group was against suicide. They defined suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it is being offered. (laughs) And believe their human bodies were the only vessels meant to help them on their journey. Suicide, therefore, would not be allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to join the next level. Remaining alive instead of participating in the group suicide was considered suicide of their consciousness. So in conversation, when referring to a person or a person's body, they routinely use the word vehicle. So we was watching that interview tape on YouTube where they're giving out their mass exit interviews. And he's like, Oh, but you want a new vehicle. So you go get one. I mean, what are you going to do? Body jump invasion of the body snatchers. Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the members of the group added O D Y to their first names that they adopted in lieu of their government names. I'm just going to say that because that's what inmates tell me. Mm. That's my government name. Don't call me that. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that ODY apparently identified them as children of the next level. Could you imagine, though, if your name was already Melody? (laughs) (laughs) You were already predestined to be picked up by an alien if your name was Melody. Melody Melody Odie. (laughs) That would be bad. So Applewhite sent out this final video and he, he talks about all of this stuff in it. Um, and it's called Doe's Final Exit. So he sends out this. It was filmed either the 19th or the 20th of March of 1997. So, I mean, they're going from the early 70s all the way to the late 90s. So this group lasted a minute. Not like Christianity, but I mean, it lasted a minute. I mean, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, it... Like- 30 years, wow. 35, something like that, depending on when it technically got started, mm-hmm. 1975 for certain. So um, they believe that to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. This meant all members had to give up all human-like characteristics, such as family, friends, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, and possessions. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> what are you're, you? Yeah, you're going to give up all of this. But in this, Applewhite's considered, like, basically a dictator. Like, he runs this fucking show, and if you don't do what he says, then it's get out. But then again, he's got this sexual problem with young men from the early 70s where he got fired. Right. So he's su- trying to suppress everyone's sexuality. He's like, no, no, you can't, you can't touch each other. Don't even shake hands. Don't even look at each other. 
You all wear the same clothes. You're stripped entirely of your individuality. And they shave their heads. All of them. Men, women, they shave their heads. So it's kind of mind-boggling in that front. That's weird. Sure. Yeah. Shave heads. Nobody looks, I mean, but I mean, you got to think you're going to have tall, short, fat, skinny, black, white, Asian, you know, whatever. You're going to have some kind of individuality. Nobody looks like everybody else. So right. he can't strip them entirely. No. Um, so did this. Do, did they do like chemical like castration and stuff like that too? I might be thinking of something else. All right. Keep going. We'll get to that in a minute. So they called this part the evolutionary level above human or T-E-L-A-H. I don't even know how you would begin to pronounce that outside of an acronym. Tela? Tela? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Sure, why not? Um, so this is the physical corporeal place. Another world inside our universe. So maybe that's the drug you're talking about. DMT. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, this is where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. At the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse, eating, or dying. The thing that makes us mammalian here. Or a mammal. Um, Heaven's Gate believe that... What the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. So they believe that evil space aliens called Luciferians (laughs) falsely represented themselves to earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing technically advanced humanoids were these aliens that have spacecraft, space-time travel, telepathy, and increased longevity. And they'd use holograms to fake miracles, uh, carnal beings with gender, and they stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. So they had to have a devil, I guess. It's a religion. You have to have a bad Mm -hmm. god-like image. You have to have the yin and yang. So, the Luciferians. (laughs) I mean, it's a cool name, though. No, absolutely. They they did an awesome, good good job. Maybe the Satanic Church should develop that as one of theirs. You never know. They might. They probably already do. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. I, I, I steer clear of that. I don't want to sacrifice a goat. I'm cool. Yeah, they recycled that. <laughs> they, they used it from some fucking where. Mm-hmm. But um, they had all of these basic beliefs that the group stayed in pretty consistent over the years from beginning to end. So the details of their ideology were pretty flexible enough to undergo modification here and there. But the, the generals kind of stayed the same. Like you are going to see a space alien in a spacecraft in body, out of body, those little details they're fudging on just a little bit, but I mean, they're, they're definitely trying to get more and more people. So, the examples of adding to or slightly changing, obviously, or modifying the way one can enter the next level, changing the way they can describe themselves, placing more importance on the idea of Satan, and adding several other New Age concepts, including um, the belief of extraterrestrial walk-ins. I'm not really sure what they mean by that. Is that like a salon? <laughs> That's what I like. Are you going to do an alien's hair? Yeah. Um, I'm not like, how do you, did they just walk into your body and take over? Is it position? Are you a demon now? 
Like, it really feels like the way that they're describing this, they have it flipped around. I, think I, it, I just feel like there's a lot of contradiction. Absolutely. This is not a legitimate... Made. Well, I mean, there's a lot of contradiction in every fucking religion. Well, yeah. But, I mean, based on... If you're getting some ideas from Christianity, which they obviously are, mm-hmm. Jesus, God, you know, they're they're taking things from Christianity and the Luciferians and all that... But they've got it backwards at this point because, I mean, if they're taking walk-ins to their bodies, then you're accepting position of a demon, correct? And demons... That's what it sounds like. Yeah, so it sounds like you've you've flipped it around. Like, we're going to reverse it, but we're not Satanists. Right. Yeah, okay. So they're taking on the Luciferians. Yeah! It's going to be a space war. (laughs) (laughs) Not Star Wars. Space Space war. Um, so Applewhite and Nettles taught that their followers, that they were the extraterrestrial beings, you know, one was Jesus and one was God's alien spirit. I don't know how else to describe that. So the notion of walk-ins became popular with the new age subculture. So as the years go on, probably in the eighties, uh, the two changed their tune and began describing themselves as extraterrestrial walk-ins. The idea of walk-ins is very similar to the concept of being possessed by spirits. Do they wear spandex? I don't (laughs) fucking... I mean, they were wearing sweatpants in those fucking pictures. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I got nothing. Individual. Probably not tight clothing because they're trying to suppress sexuality. Right. And you don't want, you know, big butts. No bulges. Yeah, no bulges and no uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts, you know. (laughs) Can't be seeing all that. Um, so they defined a walk-in as an entity who occupies a body that has been vacated by its original soul. Did they kill it? I mean, what did, what did you do with the soul? Did they go to a morgue? Right. But didn't they go from vehicles to walk-ins? And <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not a drive-thru anymore. <laughs> that's, man, that's weird. <laughs> So the walk-in is supposedly from another planet. Obviously, they're being possessed. So, so is it the next level? That's where they're from. I I would assume so. It, I don't think it really says. Um, the concept of walk-ins aided Applewhite and Nettles in personally starting from what they considered to be clean slates. So they they're starting basically over with this brand new bullshit that they're spouting. And so on this so-called clean slate. They were no longer considered by members of this Heaven's Gate group to be the people they had been prior to the start, but had taken on a new life. This concept gave them a way to erase their human personal histories as the histories of souls who formerly formerly occupied the body of each of them. And then over time, Applewhite also refined his identity in the group to encourage the belief that the walk-in that was inhabiting his body was the same that had done so in Jesus 2000 years ago. So this is where that came from. Okay. They're just kind of like, nah, we're going to sprinkle in a little bit now. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. There was a, an alien inside Jesus. That's why he arose from the cross. I, that's where my brain goes. Like he was dead, crucified on a cross. His soul left his body. So an alien walked in. I mean, yeah. Man, like, so where <laughs> I mean, where did it go? Confused, but... Where did it go? Do you get an alien inside your mouth, or 
do they go up your butt? Like, where? How does it get inside? Uh, nose, ear. I think it any orifices. I, guess. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't want an alien inside me. I don't want nothing inside me. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the no, another new age belief that they developed was um, the ancient astronaut hypothesis. The term ancient astronaut used to refer to different kind of UFO things and aliens of the distant past, you know, where they're like, oh, aliens built the pyramids, you know, like that kind of shit. They took part in this concept and taught it as a belief that aliens planted the seeds of current humanity millions of years ago and have come to reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join the ranks of the flying saucer crew. So we went from the crew to the flying saucer crew. I guess they expanded instead of shortened it. It's not J crew anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Does that exist still? Um, Yeah. J crew does. No, I don't fucking know. So So only a select few members of humanity will be chosen to advance to the transhuman state. Transhuman. I could not get that out for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) and then the rest will be left to wallow in the spiritually poisoned atmosphere of a corrupt world so basically it's the doomsday you can wallow in the ashes of the world right Uh, or as i said the other day you can call me oscar the grouch because i feel like trash (laughs) you know they're gonna be trash of the world it's fine but only the individuals who chose to join Heaven's Gate and follow Applewhite and Nettles' belief system and make their sacrifice would be required by membership would be allowed to escape human suffering. He's Hitler. I'm pretty sure he's Hitler. I mean... Yeah. Reincarnate. He's mm. Hitler. I mean, that's just kind of fucked up. I mean, if I was in that situation, I would probably, you know, my eyes would be open and be like, man, there's billions of people on this planet. And I don't think this, you know, how, how many were in this heaven gate? It's not a confirmed number. Okay. Uh, whenever they talk about it, it, like in the actual group present, it's like in the 40s to 80s. Um, but then they had so much membership online where they would watch services like we kind of do now during the pandemic or whatever. I don't do that, but people do that. Uh, I spend Sundays recording. <laughs> I mean, I can't really speak on anybody else's behalf. But yeah. at this point, I would have been like, man. Something's fucking wrong with this dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there's those people out there, you know, that can control people, you know. A lot of narcissistic people have that gift of... Manipulation. Yeah, drawing people in. Absolutely. So there are apparently techniques to enter the next level. Wow. Uh, And there are four, apparently. It's, uh, it's weird because it seems like as they like keep on like progressing and going further, it's just like we're adding more shit. Up. Yeah, like, we're adding more shit. You know, where is this coming from? This is this like is, is a somebody sending you information like that we don't know about. It's like just... it's like the Ten Commandments, right? And then we expanded on those later. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, honor thy mother and thy father. Listen to the fucking aliens. Apparently, is theirs. So the first one. Um, to have to you, okay, so let me actually get through this. According to Applewhite, 
once the individual has perfected himself through the process, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. The first one is physical pickup onto the TELAH spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard the craft. So in this version, um, what's being called a UFO version of the rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth, collect Applewhite, Nettles, and their followers, and their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical process to perfected beings. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some observers to characterize the group as a UFO type of religion. The second is natural death, accidental death, or death from random acts of violence. What the fuck are you doing to have a random violent death? Did somebody kill you? Did did you get mad because you got your sexuality suppressed for 40 years? Like Random acts of violence. <laughs> Did you? I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what a random act of violence would be considered. I mean, maybe like you got killed during a robbery. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. maybe I, I was going in a whole nother direction with the sexuality suppression thing. And I'm just going to. No, okay. no. Um, so here the graduating soul leaves the human container, not vehicle container. So it is a container. Ziploc bag. <laughs> Um, for a perfected next level body. The third one is outside persecution that leads to death. So this was because of the death of branch, um, the whole branch of the Davidians in Waco, Texas. Uh, the events that involve Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge. Applewhite was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate. But they weren't a violent group. So, kind of a little bit different. They're like a club. Yeah. yeah. We have a secret <laughs> handshake with aliens. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's weird, man. It's just like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm confused. You know, you know a little more about it than I do. But they're going from walk-ins, from aliens, like, taking over a body. And then, like. They're, now somebody has to die and an alien come in and take over the body. Right. Like, it's kind of a fucking mess. Not kind of, it is a fucking mess. These guys are nuts. So, is there an actual plan for aliens to take over Earth and then them go to another planet? I think it's more like destruction of the Earth. Right. Because it says that they're going to wipe the slate clean and have Earth as what it was before humanity. Okay. So... Kind of a I'm just taking in everything you're saying. I'm like, there's just so much inconsistency throughout yeah. this. Uh, I feel weird. Work in corrections. The motto is firm, fair, and consistent. It fucking sucks. I don't want to be any of those things, but I am all of those things. Anyway, number four is willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. So now they're saying suicide's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you can't commit suicide. How do you do that with your dignity intact? What what is a dignified manner of suicide? That's the the mind boggled part. Okay, uh, maybe like you know, so like their beliefs are kind of based off you know Christianity. Yeah, maybe, but it's kind of reversed, and yeah. then with aliens, maybe uh, 
you know, they're having baptisms and just not allowing them to come back up from under the water. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't, what's dignified? I don't know. It, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So back on the media coverage in January, 1994, the LA weekly ran an article about this group. Then it was known as the total overcomers. So that that's their other name. Um, which is weird because how do you go from 94 to 97 and be Heaven's Gate? I think they kept going back to Heaven's Gate and then changing it so people weren't like, hey, that's the fucking lunatic that thinks an alien's going to probe him later yeah, in life. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, but Richard Ford discovered Heaven's Gate through this article and joined them, renaming himself Rio D'Angelo. If he had to add... O-D-Y onto Rio. Riodi? Riodi. <laughs> I'm confused. It's weird. It doesn't sound like anybody's really adding. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, we don't I'm, have any names. No, I mean, they're, and we don't have, we have their real names. We don't have, that's the first one that we have, like, their their name on. I mean, I probably could go in and watch those exit interviews and pull their names and see if anybody added O-D-Y to it. But that's an hour and a half long. Yeah, I need some beer for that one. <laughs> I need more beer for that one. Um, but he was a Coast to Coast AM host. I love that show. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Um, and then Art Bell, who was also a host on there, featured the theory of the companion object in the shadow of the hale bop comet on several programs as early as november of 1996 speculation had been raised as to whether or not his program on the subject distribute contributed to heaven's gate group at all um so lewis thoreau contacted heaven's gate while making the program for his bbc2 documentary series called lewis thoreau's weird weekends I would definitely go with him on a weird weekend to some crazy ass shit. That, right. Fuck yeah. Um, in early of March in 1992, 1997, <laughs> 1997, excuse me. In response to his email, Thoreau was told that Heaven's Gate could not part or take part in the documentary because at the present time, a project like this would be an interference with what we must focus on. So, during this time period, they are living in this huge mansion that this is the 90s now. We're in the 90s. Um, in California, they're living in LA. 9,200 square feet. That's a big house. That's a big fucking house. Uh, in that house live 41 people. That's all that's living there, and they call it their monastery. So, now they're pulling shit from Buddhism. <laughs> they're just okay. every religion gets a little piece it's fine you know him and miss nettles decided they were gonna they met in a past life it, every religion it's fine it's fine we're just gonna make our own mashup it's fine um so they're they're renting they're just renting it and this is when he really takes off on the internet stuff and like most churches what happens when you pass around a communion plate Bunch of people throw some money in. Mm -hmm. So he's making four hundred thousand dollars in nineteen ninety six off of people making donations. Wow. So I, that's how. I, and then all of these 
people who are living in this house have to have a job of some kind or another, but they're not allowed to communicate with the people at their work unless it is work related. They answer questions, the end, they do not have conversations. They are not friends. So if they're doing chores inside the house, they call that being in craft. If they're doing something like working outside the house, it's out of craft. So basically their monastery is what they're calling their spaceship. Right. It's their craft. So all this fun stuff is going on. And then because Applewood is fucking nuts, he's talking about further suppression of sexuality. And he's trying to convince every man in this house to get castrated. I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> now the ones that were truly, truly there for it. And there were six of them, not including Applewood. Went to Mexico and got castrated in November of 1996. Yeah. Wow. Because he wanted to suppress. I mean, he was living with a bunch of men. There weren't that many females in this in this house. He was living with a bunch of men, and he's suppressing his homophobic urges and all of that. And you know me, I love gay people, so, so I do. I'm surrounded not, by them, and so you know he, it. He himself didn't go through with this. No, he did it. Oh, he did it. They flew to Mexico, and they all got castrated okay. in Mexico. It wasn't chemical either. They like literally cut their nuts off. So that dude that looks like a crackhead has no nuts. How does that make you feel? <laughs> does it hurt? I'm, I'm so sad. I don't, but does it make you hurt? The idea of not having nuts. You you would well, still I mean, have could, your your phallic part. I can only. I mean. So I mean that alone does not defer you from any kind of sexual you know gratification because you can still get off but you're just not producing so i mean see i don't know how this works i know chemical castration refuses you to have an erection like you can't have a full mm -hmm. erection but physical castration like you would castrate a bull you just can't they can't impregnate yeah. a calf you know or cow whatever i mean like I understand that aspect, but I, I'm not thinking about, can you get a hard on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just going by like, you know, this dude wanting everybody to suppress, you know, their urges, you know, sexual urges. I mean, you can still have them. Yeah. So I mean, what's the point of being castrated? Well, I don't know. Sorry. Take no, I'm just, I'm curious on. I don't, I don't know. I often wonder what it would be like to have a penis out of curiosity reasons. Right. I mean, and that, and I want to make it flex. So, I mean, just small entertainments. <laughs> small entertainments, okay? Well, it right. is what it is. No, that's cool. I, I am me 100% of no, the time. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so, I've got stories. Yeah, lo lots of them. Lots of them. 10, 12 years, however long. Yeah, enough stories. Right. So, March 19th and 20th, 1997, Applewhite tapes the Doe's final exit. These get sent out via FedEx to people who are in the fellowship or whatever you want to call it, spacecraft shit. I don't know what they call that. I don't know what the fellowship is what I'm going to call it because okay. that's what we typically call congregations, mm -hmm. whatever. They're congregation, whatever it is. Um, 
he sends it out via FedEx to those like high profile people, you know, the people that have been sending him all that fucking money. Uh, and basically he says that this is the only way and we have to evacuate the earth because there's a spaceship in the tail of the Hellbop comet that's coming to get us. And this is the first time that this comet has made its appearance on earth in 2000 years. And this is 1997. So 2000 years, we've not seen this comet, but because you know, they're, that's why they're referencing mm -hmm. that BBC show and the coast to coast and all of that. Um, so, you know, their spaceship going to come get you. And these are the days, because this is when we're going to see the, the comet. This is when you, you're pretty much going to have to evacuate Earth. Right. So he's asserting that all of this is happening. And he persuaded 38 people to prepare with him that are in the house. We don't know if any of those people received the tape on time in order to evacuate um, like everybody else's. It's not really talked about, you know, if they did it in their own home in a state five hours away, they're not saying, Oh, he was a heaven's gate follower. Right. Um, so what happened to the other three people? Originally you said there was 41 in the house. Yes. Now there's only 38. Is that like three dudes are like, man, I need my job. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently these were the ones that were at work and he didn't inform them because he didn't find them worthy. One of them actually is on one of the documentaries and he's talking about, I wish I was there and he's still, still? fucking nuts. Yeah. He's no, fucking nuts. Man. He needs psychiatric help mm. or a flying spaghetti monster. Either one. It's fine. <laughs> so the, so 39 people, him total in their 38 followers and Apple white himself prepared for ritual suicide. So they all dress in those, Black joggers. It's a, like a black hoodie and those night black Nikes with the white check. Now, if you look on fucking Google images, that's all you find is just do it. Even if you want to commit mass suicide memes, like they're pretty fucked up. They're slightly humorous, but they're pretty fucked up. Um, he believed that after their deaths, the UFO would take their souls to the next level of existence above humanity and describe that as being both physical and spiritual. And their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message, which is what's up on YouTube. I don't know how that got up on YouTube. I don't know if that was sent to their family members, if that was put up on their website. I mean, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. So, I'm and they're weird. Yeah. You're going to be like, what the fuck? And I'm pretty sure that there's like a lesbian couple and there's a dude with a Dr. Seuss hat. I'm very confused. A Dr. Seuss hat? Yeah, one like of those big, yeah, one of the big tall ones, but it's like green and white and not red and white. Right. So I don't know if he was just like, hey, it's March, St. Patty's Day, woo, or been. what? But they couldn't drink alcohol or anything like that. So whatever, which is weird. Um, so, to kill themselves, they took a phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and washed it down with vodka that was laced with cyanide. Yeah, that's fucking intense. Yeah, and then if you Whoa. see you see all the pictures and stuff, they're all covered perfectly in that purple shroud. And their arms spread out. It's like that purple, purple, yeah, purple triangular shroud. And they're totally covered so if everybody in the house is dead did somebody else cover them up 
because it's not like wrinkled and you know if you're basically overdosing mm -hmm. then you're probably gonna puke but none of them look wet or anything else from what I've seen images of unless it's been edited out you know or anything like that so it's kind of wild that's strange yeah what's the phenobarbital for I know what phenobarbital is but like why they, they ate it. Why would they take it? I don't know what it is. What does it do? So it uh, <clears throat> originally it was made for like jaundice. Okay. But also it helps control seizures. Well, I guess maybe that's why they wouldn't be convulsing. They mm, wouldn't be throwing up. That right. makes sense then. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, that's not all they did. And here's another part that, that I guess makes sense because um, you wouldn't see any spots on the sheet now that I'm thinking about it because I didn't think about this before. They uh, wrapped plastic bags around their head and taped them shut around their neck because they wanted to, After as soon as they got done eating and drinking their pudding and applesauce and vodka, which they weren't drinkers, so why they had vodka, this was really planned out. Mm -hmm. And then they want to do induce, induce asphyxiation to make things happen faster. So these fuckers suffered. But they're all laying like face up on their bed. All of them. Like starfishing. So they did it all inside? It wasn't yeah. Like oh no, they're all laying on beds. Every okay. single one of them. The outside is Jonesville. We're not drinking Kool-Aid. We're drinking vodka. I guess, you know, <laughs> the big question here is, you know, putting our applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, so they it talks about their clothes and stuff, but they had an armband patch reading Heaven's Gate away team. They had a what? Uh, like the armband okay. patch, and it said Heaven's Gate away team. So they're not the home team anymore. Right. <laughs> they're going to the next level. Uh, and apparently this was one of the many instances that the group's use of the Star Trek Star Trek's fictional nomenclature, so they're they're just pulling shit out of Star Trek for no fucking reason. <laughs> I mean, none whatsoever. That show had a cult following. Are you saying Trekkies are in a cult? That was more like a joke. No? Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, they could be if they're still given, <clears throat> what is this called? Nanu Nanu. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, but each member had on their person a $5 bill and three quarters, or depending on who you're listening to on documentary was $5 and quarters in their pocket, which is heavy. $5 and quarters is a lot. You're, yeah. you're wearing sweatpants. But a whole roll is what? 10 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. If I had $5 <laughs> and quarters in my pocket, I'd probably pull my pants up as I walk. You're wearing sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, you're probably going to shit oh, your pants. Are you talking about me wearing? No. No, they're wearing. Yeah, you do, but that's not the point. They're wearing sweatpants. Um, so yeah, what was okay. the money for? I don't know. Uh, this says that it was to cover vagrancy fines when the members were out on jobs while the quarters were to make phone calls. What do you need that for in space? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're making phone calls in space, bitch. 
Oh my god. So they had five five dollars and quarters or a five dollar bill and seventy five cents in quarters. I don't why would you have vagrancy funds? I'm confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> okay, so it says once a member was dead, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head. So that makes a little bit more sense. I didn't know that part. That part just kind of. So there is one person that's cut that's moving bodies and taking shit off of them and, and cleaning them up. Change their mind. Yeah, and now they can't bar for anything, and nobody's going to help them. That's crazy. That's fucked up. So basically, I find this to be not a mass suicide, but a mass murder. Like this man convinced these people that probably didn't wouldn't have wanted to die doing this. So was he the first one? No, he was the last. And he's dead for sure. Yeah, he was in the master bedroom. He, nobody can mistake that crackhead look. But I'm sure his eyes were cold. Was the shit. bag on his head when they found him? No. So somebody else was there, but they don't, they don't know who the other person was that aided in this. Because, I mean, Maybe technically, if you aid... <laughs> no, I don't think so. She's really mad at this dude. Okay. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, what a, what better way to get back at somebody and be like, yes, I will help you commit <sighs> suicide. Yeah. Well, apparently... Um, they took all that. They they posed the body so it's laying neatly. Apparently, this is found out later, though. So, that's probably why I didn't find it in any of my documentaries or anything. So, I don't know. Uh, face and tor torso is covered by the square purple cloth for privacy. And the identical clothing was used as a uniform for the mass suicide to represent unity. But the Nike decades that they were wearing were chosen because the group got a good deal on the shoes. Because <laughs> Apparently, so it was 39 people, 21 women, 18 men, between the ages of 26 to 72. Wow. And they died in three groups over three days. So it wasn't just one day. Uh, with the remaining participants cleaning up after each group's prior death. So can you imagine, they probably did vomit everywhere. Yeah, just pudding. thinking about what it. If they, like, what if they mix the pudding and the applesauce? I would probably vomit just from that. I mean, I'd eat it. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, with your barbiturates and shit in mm. it. No, we're not We're not eating the pudding or the applesauce. We're drinking the Kool-Aid with Jim Jones. So, the suicide occurred in three groups. One of 15, one of 15, and one of nine. Between the 22nd and 26th of March, 1997. So, there were, like, famous people, siblings in here dead. Um, I'm not going to name off all these people. Uh, and then the tapes obviously arrived. But apparently, they arrived to that Rio D'Angelo dude that we were talking about earlier um, on March 25th. That's when he got his. But everybody else, it's not said. And he uh, was the one that went to the house, and he called the police to report it. Um, it says, yes, I need to call. Uh, I need to report an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? And the sheriff's department said, what's this regarding? And the caller said, it's regarding a mass suicide. I can give you the address. So, and that was all. They hung up. 
So was he found also? No. He didn't kill himself. He was too late. So he was the one. Maybe he was the one. But he says he got the tape. So he wasn't in house. Mm. Right. But I mean, who cleaned up after the last nine? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So somebody cleaned up. Maybe Um, it was him. Maybe, you know, he was thinking to himself like, you know. So it says that there was one deputy that responded to the to the 911 call and he went through the home and he saw 10 bodies and was overcome by a pungent odor because they were already decomposing because yeah, three days. Yeah. Um, they just kind of looked around with another deputy arriving and found no one alive. So they retreated until a search warrant could be procured and all 39 bodies were committed. So, you know, um, they advertised, well, they didn't advertise. Um, They made headlines nationally for that one. Uh, The news broke of the suicide and the relation to the Hellbop comet. The co-discoverer of the comet, Alan Hale, was drawn into the story. And Hale's phone never stopped ringing that entire day, is according to Hale. But he didn't respond to anybody until the next day. He spoke on the subject at a press conference. But he only after researching the details of the incident and he wrote a little something that discussed the scientific significance and popular lore of the comet and gave personal accounts of his discovery. But then he said that because of a combination of scientific illiteracy, willful delusion, and a radio talk show's deception about imaginary spacecraft following the comet and a cult's bizarre yearning for ascending to another level of existence that led to Heaven's Gate's mass suicide, not the Hellbop comet. Obviously. They probably didn't even know about it until that year. So, it's all well and good, but he's like, this has nothing to fucking do with me, y'all are nuts. Basically. And I agree. No, I'm, yeah. But, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, you're guilty by association. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, they're, they they're fucking nuts. probably sent him nuts. a tape and he was like, you know, get this shit out of my house. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking nuts. That's, that's all there is to that. They're fucking nuts. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, that's not something. I mean, I've known about it's, this, but it's something I never really dove into. <laughs> it's interesting. It's not I a flying a of, spaghetti monster. I have a lot of questions about it. Uh, find one of the two still existing members. Yeah. Ask them. I'm sure that somebody's keeping their website up and running. I mean, that's weird. I mean, there has to be at least one. There are two. Oh, well, other than, what's his name? No, there are two living members. Like, for sure? Yeah. But don't know who they like are. Like, the one that gives his interview on all these documentaries and stuff, he's one. Okay. And then I think the D'Angelo dude that called 911 is the other one. So, so the other is the one that you know wasn't worthy. Yeah, that was left at work or whatever. Yeah, I mean he he was probably the one caught in the bathroom beating his dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one good time before we go to Mexico. Uh... No, he actually refused castration. Right. He was one of the ones. That's why I say that he was probably caught. He was probably fornicating. Thankful. I'm like, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> here still, I am, still, still fully intact. <laughs> still got it. And now, I mean, I guess he could have sex if he wanted to. But. I'm just really curious as to, like, <clears throat> the whole cleanup crew. 
You know what I mean? I know, right? Did you have a crime scene cleanup crew show up after the nine dead bodies and then somebody called 911? Yeah. Did you have connections with the mob? I'm thinking maybe that's, I mean, you know, we, I don't know. I shouldn't say we. I don't know why I said that. But We, California, knows how to fart. Maybe that's why they sent out all the tapes, you know, and just all these people that didn't make it actually made it. Well, see, they didn't send out the tapes of the farewell exit. Only Apple White's tape got sent out. That so was for the mass really exit. When, okay. Now they like they weren't allowed to contact their family members or anything like that until later when it was like, oh, you've kidnapped my child and brainwashed them, and investigations were starting. Mm-hmm. So then they started calling home. And they're like, I'm okay for now, and crazy shit like that, writing letters and weird stuff. It, it's wild. I'm gonna look into it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna dig further. I'm going and to. see if you can find anything. Email. Probably won't find anything. One of these motherfuckers that's still alive because I won't do it. I don't want to hear no, their no, their crazy no. shenanigans. Yeah, no, no, no. And if they got caught jacking off in the because closet. Because what if honestly there was something extraterrestrial that was supposed to happen, but it wasn't supposed to happen until ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? We're going to party like yeah. it's 1999. Now we're just jumping all over the place. Absolutely. I don't want the men in Y2K? black at my door. Y2K? Yeah. You don't want the men in black at your mm-hmm. door? I would take Will Smith at my door. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, Rip Torn can, can knock on my door. That's fine. He's a cool old man. He's dead, yeah. but he's a cool old man. I mean, he shows up at my door, I might freak out a little bit. Just saying. That's the way he talks. Yeah. Burr. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love him. Anybody in Men in Black, they can show up at my door. It's in a new one. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's all right. No, it sucks. I just feel that it's kind of... You can tell that, you know, they're acting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're trying too hard. Yeah. To me. What's-his-face is pretty, but that's that's about all he's got going for him. Thor. Uh, yeah, Thor. What's his name? Chris Helmsworth. I couldn't remember if he was Chris or if he was Liam. Now, Liam's the one that was Miley Cyrus's husband. Yeah, I don't know if I can know. Yeah. Like, I know serial killer's names. I don't know famous people's names. That's <laughs> what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. It is what it is. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to these wild tales with me. You can follow us on Instagram at crazy, crazy crimes with Kara, and that's Kara with a K. You can also email us at crazy crimes with Kara at gmail.com to share some of your crazy stories, whether that's a story um, about a brush with death or crazy sibling fight or something sweet and kind of silly. We'll read it all, and we'd be happy to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the ride and kept your seatbelt on tight. Stay safe out there and don't forget to find your brand of crazy.